Well, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Youth and Culture podcast, where youth ministry and culture collide. I'm your host, Ryan Sebastian, and I am joined with my co-host, David Pinkham. Hey, guys. Uh, It's great to be here, and I'm very excited about the episode today. I'm very excited about a lot of things, actually. The Lord is doing some incredible things, and He is an amazing God, and I am mind-blown by uh his like uh, just for an example the other day in my devotions i was reading in exodus 24 and it's right before moses goes up on the mountain uh, for the first 40 days you know before the golden calf and he uh the lord gives him some stuff and he he consecrates the people they throws blood everywhere it's great and then it says that (laughs) it says that moses aaron nadab abihu and 70 of the elders of israel went up on the mountain and or went up and they saw god and it kind of describes you know what he uh, was standing on like it looked like what he was standing on was a sapphire and then it says um and the lord did not put his hand on the elders of Israel. They beheld God and ate and drank. And I just walked away from that. Like God let them see him and didn't kill them. (laughs) I mean, talk about grace. And then that reminded me, um, you like Shane and Shane, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They have a song, one of the Psalms that they sing and there's a line in it. And I don't think the line is in the Psalm itself because they add a few things for like the choruses and whatnot. But there's a line that they say, Oh Lord, you know, the hearts of men and still you let them live. (laughs) Deep, but it's true. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I'm just um, basking in the glory of God's grace right now because I'm still breathing. (laughs) Yes. 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 Speaking like uh, of, of God's word and stuff, but um, I got an opportunity to preach next Sunday. Uh, which is going to be the first time preaching at my current ministry since it's transitioning back last September. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about the topic that we're going to be speaking on. Uh, just, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thankful to have the opportunity to, to preach. I think it's a, it's a honor to, to be have the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Slightly terrifying. Eh, it can be. It's not as much for me. It's, it's, I'm the kind of person like, I'm nervous up until I get on stage and my mouth starts speaking. Once my mouth opens, all nerves are gone. Like I'm That's in my usually zone. when other people start getting nervous about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That sounds like my wife. Every time I get on stage, she's nervous the entire time. You can see her. She's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What's um, going to say? She's, ner- she's more nervous than I am. <laughs> but – yeah, I am. I am really excited about our topic today. That we're going to be talking about uh, something. I feel like it's just a creative way of connecting dots of what's what's in our culture uh, to the gospel. Scratches the nerd itch. 
Yes, and 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 yeah, for someone like you and me, Dave, like yeah. we're 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 both we're both nerds in different respects and different oh, yeah. genres. Uh, when it comes to either MCU, I love Harry Potter from Star DCU, Wars, Lord of the Rings, or that all that to combine. So I'm really excited about this this uh, the topic. We're going to actually talk about uh, talk to Frank Turek, uh, Frank and his son Zach. They both came together, wrote a book called Hollywood Heroes. Uh, which is a great book. It kind of connects the dots between this hero idea concept that's in our culture mm-hmm. and how it all it does is mimic the ultimate hero, which is Jesus Christ. And yep. it's really, really cool, really, really neat when they connect these dots. And this is a great resource um, for for students, in my opinion, because uh, he, the hero comic book culture is bigger than it ever has been, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Between oh, yeah. the between the MCU, uh, between now DCs coming out with more stuff, it's just bigger than it ever has been. And your Star Wars is picking up again, uh-huh. uh, getting bigger. So it, it it helps to take these things in culture that our teens and students are watching, being exposed to, and engulfed in. And tying those dots to Jesus Christ, and it's really cool how the, how they do this is a great resource, even a teaching resource in some ways to um, to when you're talking to teens about the gospel, connected that in your lessons is a great resource for even as student pastors as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the the big uh, positive for me is because of my particular level of nerdery, um, I I have looked into some of the lore in some of the things that I'm very much nerdy about. And I have discovered that the worldview that they pulled from to get some of the storyline and explanation behind how things are is not a Christian worldview. So having a book like this, where you can take the reality of what's in those stories and make it tie back to the reality of the Christian worldview and basically just kind of look at the worldview that they tried to get it to come from and be like, yeah, that's not enough. It's, it's not good enough. Um, I think it's great because it, it's, it's, it points us to Jesus, but it also is going to help students um, who are into this stuff figure out a way of thinking about these things as it relates to Jesus and not just, you know, turning your brain off for two and a half hours and watching a cool movie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, stay tuned as we talk with Frank turret. Well, guys, I am super, super excited about who we're going to be interviewing today because we're going to be talking about something that nerds me out and that is uh <laughs> talking about superheroes comics and all that combined i love love that topic and what's even more fascinating about this is tying this uh to jesus christ and and mm-hmm. how we tie can tie those two things together so i'm really excited to be have the opportunity to talk with uh, Frank Turek. Uh, so Frank, uh, for those who, who may not know who you are, how about you introduce yourself a little bit and, and just share your story and where you are today? Well, first of all, I have my own audience. 
<laughs> right there, I bring my own audience with me just just to make sure everyone's introduced properly. Uh, I uh, well, I grew up in New Jersey, and so anyone listening from the South cannot listen in Southern because we're going to talk quickly here. Uh, and uh, I went in the Navy after college, and then <clears throat> I kind of I met Jesus in the Navy, and I came to faith through apologetics, evidence for the faith. Uh, reading Josh McDowell books. And then I went on to meet Norman Geisler, who at the time in about 1992, 1993 was sort of the uh, Steph Curry of apologetics or the Tom Brady of apologetics. And he was starting a seminary in Charlotte, North Carolina, where we moved. That's how I know David. And uh, uh, we wrote a couple of books together. One's called Legislating Morality and those called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Had my own family. We have three sons now. And my oldest son, who's in the Air Force is, as an intelligence officer, he's a movie buff. So uh, we got talking about some of these superhero movies and decided, wow, it would be a great book to talk about how many of the heroes in these movies point to the ultimate hero, Jesus. And many of the storylines are storylines that parallel the Christian story. We all want to be taken from this world of pain and suffering into a world of bliss, and we want to be rescued from this world, and that's, of course, what Jesus does. That's what all these superheroes do. And so in this new book, Hollywood Heroes, How Your Favorite Movies Reveal God, we get into all that. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to, to get through the final for this because you, you've hit on um, some of my favorite uh, movies as well. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. I love Star Wars mm -hmm. and Superman, and they're all in there. And uh, it's like the, magic, <laughs> it, it, totally magic. <laughs> it is, and I, I love that because people ask me all the time, you know, why are you such a fan of Superman? And I was like, well, because as far as I know, and this book could blow this out of the water, but as far as I know, he's the only hero I know of that had intentional Christ parallels placed into his story arc by the creators of the character. And so uh, to, to me, this is just a fascinating area of combining something that's very popular from the world and the truth of Christianity. So you've kind of hit on it already just a little bit, but as far as like, a, I guess, like a, a target audience, um, who is this? Is this written towards adults? Is it written to teenagers? Um, you know, who's your target yes. here? And why do you think now is the time for something like this type of a book to come out? Well, it's written for anybody that's interested in in these movies. And let me just tell you the, the movies that we, or the movie franchises we investigate, Captain America, Iron Man, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Batman, Wonder Woman. And by the way, in the Batman chapter, there's a lot of Superman. Those two kind of go together. Mm -hmm. uh, so we cover all that and we point how, as I say, that Many of these heroes and storylines point to the ultimate hero and the greatest story ever told. Mm -hmm. And that's what the book really is all about. Now, why did we write this? Because we thought that people interested in these superhero movies might see some parallels to the, to the real hero, Jesus, if they, if they took a step back and looked at it in a fun way, which is what we do in the book. And I think it would also help not only kids if they're interested in this, but parents and their kids. Hmm. Hey, let's have movie night, right? Let's uh, let's read the, the chapter on Iron Man and let's watch a couple of the Iron Man movies tonight and then we can talk about it, you know, that kind of thing. That's that's a fantastic, that's like almost like a Bible study, but with that's right. yeah. awesome cinematic adventures for three right. hours straight. That's right. 
and 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 you can the beauty of this is you can make biblical life lessons without sounding all preachy mm-hmm. right you don't have yeah. to even get the bible out to talk about these things because some of these things parallel the bible so closely that you can actually just talk about the movie and then make references to the bible just by watching the movies yeah you're right i mean i've asked People, I said, who am I talking about? Father sends his only son to earth to save humanity by sacrificing his life, and then he rises from the dead. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, that's Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, and Superman. And Superman. That's (laughs) right. Uh And by the way, Harry Potter. Yep. And Gandalf. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Harry Potter, sacrilege. No. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really curious to hear about the Harry Potter part, because that Mm -hmm. one threw me. Yeah, well, have have you read it yet? I know it's a little bit scary. (laughs) I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit on the podcast, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. That's what actually, right. as a kid, is what we got me into loving to read. And actually, mm-hmm. I'm going through the Harry Potter series again as an adult right now. Ooh, Are you an man. adult, Ryan? He's yeah. an, David, he's, he's an adult. He's older <laughs> he than just, me. He just called himself an adult. <laughs> Hard to believe. Uh, well, how old are you now? Uh, 35. So you're yep. 35, and you see, my son is 34. So he was was watching those movies and yep. uh, reading the books, and of course wrote, wrote, read the books because they, of course, came first. And he loved reading. In fact, he read all the Harry Potter stuff and virtually all the Star Wars stuff too. You know all the alternate Star Wars books out there, oh, the yeah. alternate universe. It's overwhelming. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's hundreds of books out there on Star Wars. They have nothing to do with the movies per se. They're they're, they're not made into movies, but they're out there. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, isn't that one um, one where there is one specific line of them that is considered canon, but then the rest of it is technically fan fiction? You'd probably have to ask him. He knows. I don't know. And he's working right now, unlike us, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, so. when work is fun, fun is work, right? That's right. Yeah, so when it comes to superhero movie dominance, because, of course, it's dominated the, uh, the top 25 grossing movies of all time. Mm-hmm. What is it about superheroes that people find so compelling? Well, let's just point out that if, if you were to Google right now the top grossing movies of all time, say the top 25, first of all, you would see that about half of them, 12 of them are superhero movies. The superhero movies we talk about here in the book. So about half are superhero movies. Secondly, all but maybe two of them are fantasy movies. In other words, of the top 25 movies of all time, virtually all of them have either the supernatural or paranormal in them. Okay, they're fantasy. Mm -hmm. People wanna be taken from this world to another place Mm -hmm. for entertainment and guess what? We want to be taken from this world to another place in reality, too. That's what we want to do. We want to be taken out of here. And C.S. Lewis put it so well. We all have this desire to be saved from pain and suffering into a place of bliss. And we we have these little hints or these little glimpses of, of uh, heaven out there that, that, that happen on occasion to us. And we go, oh, we're longing for another world. And here's the way Lewis put it. He said, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And we are made for another world. Mm-hmm. And that's why these superhero movies appeal to us. That's why Jesus actually should appeal to us if we're honest with ourselves, because he's going to take us to another world. That, that's true. I mean, 
Thank you. I, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, you, the first thing that popped into my head when you said that was God has set eternity in the hearts of men. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and you know, you know, everybody's favorite um, back of the car bumper sticker, N-O-T-W, not of this world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what every single one of these things hits on. And it's, it's this desire to be distracted from what's going on, whether it is just out of boredom or because of pain or sorrow or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so the thing I'm curious about is you make the case in the book that Jesus is the ultimate hero and mm-hmm. he exhibits perfected emphasis on perfected characteristics of the best movie heroes. So I guess if you could boil it down to just one, what is one thing that all the heroes that you write about in Hollywood heroes have in common with Jesus specifically? They all sacrifice, either sacrifice themselves or sacrifice. I mean, sacrifice themselves literally. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, (laughs) Iron Man, right? He sacrifices himself (laughs) to save the world from Thanos, okay? Uh, Captain America is willing to do the same thing. Uh, Superman actually sacrifices himself to to save the world from doomsday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, as you said earlier, David, he rises from the dead. I've heard that somewhere else before. So does Harry Potter. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's all sacrifice. That's, that's yeah. the ultimate form of love anyway, right? There's no that's greater true. love, said Jesus, before he went to the cross to lay down your life for your friends. But Jesus not only lays down his life for his friends, he lays down his life for, life for his enemies, too. Who does yeah. that? Only Jesus does that. That's true. So, all right, I want to drill down on. on Thank you. (laughs) I want to drill down on the Harry Potter part because I can almost guarantee you, and Ryan kind of joked about it earlier, there's probably somebody listening to this that heard the words Harry Potter and checked out immediately. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of park on him for a minute? Because I've even had conversations with people in my past. Like when I was in high school, I had yelling matches in high school with my friends about how evil Harry Potter was. And then mm. they turned around and there, I was like, you can't, Harry Potter's evil. There's magic and sorcery and Deuteronomy nine and blah, blah, blah. And they're like Lord of the Rings and Narnia. Yeah. And I had to shut up. <laughs> yeah. What, wait, wait, wait. You, you said Lord of the Rings and Narnia or they said Lord of the Rings? That was their response to me. Cause I'm a huge Lord of the Rings and Narnia nerd. And they were like, dude, it's the same thing. It's magic. Yeah. So yeah, what's so, the, what's the issue? Well, that's my point. My point is, is that first of all, parents, I defer to parents. If parents don't want their kids watching something, I'm all for it. It's up to them, right? They have control over their kids. Uh, Although I will say this, I think Christians have been inconsistent. On one hand, they're going to say no to Harry Potter, but as you point out, they're going to say yes to Lord of the Rings and and, uh, and Narnia. And look, look, Gandalf's a wizard. (laughs) right yep (laughs) you're a wizard Gandalf (laughs) so he's doing the same thing Harry Potter's doing Mm -hmm. but if you look at the Harry Potter story Harry Potter has more in common with Jesus than virtually any other character in modern fiction think of the four things that Harry Potter does uh, that make him unique in in or or that that are characteristics of him in the Harry Potter story number one he's prophesied to be the savior before his birth Number two, he has to live a moral life in order to accomplish his sacrificial mission. Number three, he dies in order to save his friends. And number four, he rises from the dead and then protects them. And then they, the, 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 his friends put their faith in him to defeat, uh, to defeat Vol- Voldemort, the, uh, the Satan figure. That's exactly what Jesus does, right? He's yeah. prophesied. He lives a moral life. He dies and he rises from the dead to save the world. In fact, J.K. Rowling, who, as you know, wrote those books, 
said the entire series can be epitomized by two Bible verses, which are in the books and in the movies. The first is the last enemy to be, to be destroyed is death. That's 1 Corinthians 15. And the second Bible verse, both of these, I think, appear on tombstones in the uh, in the movies and in the books, is where your, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. That's Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. And mm. what, what Rowling said is that I didn't want to talk too much about sort of the Bible being behind this, because if I did, people would know where I was going with the story. Uh. So he says, she says, look, they're very British books. So you'd expect to Harry to find uh, Bible verses and, and all this. He, and, and with regard to the magic in it, she personally doesn't believe in this kind of magic. Just like when you watch Star Wars, you don't think you can move a spaceship around with your mind. Right. Or, or, you know, in, in Narnia, you think that, or in, uh, in Lord of the Rings, you think you can zap people with your, with your wand or whatever you, this is fantasy. And she says, she says the, the core of this story is human nature. It's not magic. She just put magic in there because she said magic, if it were real, would be one of the very few things kids could have power with that they could actually do something with. Uh, in, in fact, let me let me find her exact quote on this because it's very telling. Uh, Rowling says, hang on a second. She says, um, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing her where she says magic lifts the imagination, but magic isn't the center of the story. Human nature is. And here's her quote. She says, Harry enters this magical world and he thinks it will be an escape, but it's not. Human nature is human nature, whether you whether or not you can use a wand. Hmm. See, she's fighting, or Harry Potter and his friends are fighting human nature, and they're fighting these demonic forces, and they're there to overpower them with good. And how does Harry Potter ultimately overpower it with good? He sacrifices himself. He, he, he overpowers evil with good. He sacrifices himself and rises from the dead. So if you're open to the story, and most people who read the books are entranced by them. I mean, there's thousands of books like this that, that traffic in the paranormal, the traffic in the supernatural that are failures. The reason J.K. Rowling uh, hasn't written a failure is because she knows how to write a story. She knows how to develop characters. She knows how to lift the imagination. Uh, she knows it's a morality pet play. She knows that uh, she's got to put people into difficult situations and see them grow to get out of it. I mean, this is all the kind of thing we want to teach young people, that you're going to have to persevere, that you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to man up, for lack of a better term, in order to, to get through life. You just can't give in to your base desires all the time. Look, Harry's the guy that doesn't do that. He doesn't give in to his base desires. He doesn't use the Philosopher's Stone for his own benefit. Right. He uses it to help others. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. And it's the same thing with um, <clears throat> I was thinking through as soon as I got the copy, uh, the advanced copy, I immediately put up the find box and typed Lord of the Rings in because mm -hmm. that's like my main thing. And I didn't think about this until I read what you wrote. But uh, Gandalf, he's not the only Christ type no. figure in that story. There are mm -hmm. multiple characters mm -hmm. that display a a less than perfect characteristic of what Jesus has perfected. Um, Gandalf, yeah, he sacrifices his life. Uh, Aragorn, he's literally the king that returns. That's right. <laughs> and then Frodo is the one that you could say also, um, he bears the burden on behalf of others. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we all know the actual hero of the whole story is Samwise Gamgee. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's what Tolkien said. Tolkien said Sam is the hero of the whole series. And uh, so we point that out in this book, Hollywood Heroes, that, that as you point out, David, that, that uh, Tolkien has spread the Christ figure characteristics among it, several people, including probably the big three, the big three we cover, Gandalf, Aragorn, and Frodo. And if you think about this in terms of a trinity, it's interesting because Gandalf is the strategist. He plans salvation, uh, whereas uh, Frodo actually sacrifices in order to achieve salvation, and Aragorn uh, inspires salvation among the people. So you sort of get this Father, Son, Holy Spirit motif from these three characters within the Lord of the Rings. It's, uh, it's, there, there, there's so many layers to this that when you look at it, you go, wow, this is telling the Christian story uh, in, in a in sort of a parable form. In fact, out of all of the movies we cover in Hollywood Heroes, the one that is overtly trying to put forth a Christian worldview is Lord of the Rings. Some of these other uh, movies aren't trying to put out a Christian worldview, but they can't help it because they know what appeals to people is the idea that we're going to be that some hero is going to come along, sacrifice himself to save us, which is the greatest story ever told. Amen to that. Yeah, that kind of brings up uh, kind of as we're concluding a little bit, I kind of want to ask this question is, is how can youth pastors use a superhero culture that seems to rise very prominent right now mm-hmm. to reach students with the gospel? And you kind of alluded well, th- to some of this throughout right. the conversation. Well, I think uh, if they like these superhero movies, and of course most young people do, they ought to like Christianity. I mean, just from a, a storyline perspective, uh, as Tolkien convinced C.S. Lewis, who liked a whole bunch of myths, C.S. Lewis did. He liked the idea that there were dying and rising gods that would sacrifice themselves to save people. Most of these, of course, came after Christianity, but he liked he liked that motif. And Tolkien at one point said to him, hey, why do you like all these myths about dying and rising gods, sacrificial gods, except when they're in the New Testament? Why do you, why do you not accept the New Testament? And Tolkien went on to convince uh, Lewis that Christianity is the true myth. It actually happened. And so what we can do is we can take these movies and say, if you like these movies, There's a true version of this in reality. The true version is Jesus came and sacrificed himself to save us. So you can use all of these movies to to get there. You can use Captain America, Iron Man, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman movies. You can use all of those to point out uh, the overall story of Christianity is similar to what the, what they're doing. And you can also learn a lot about apologetics and theology from the book Hollywood Heroes because we weave all that right in uh, as we're discussing these movies. That's that's awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to digging into this. And this is this is there's a good potential. This is going to turn into like a, a short devotional book too, trying to find where all the verses are that that you can reference back and forth through the different pieces of the identity of Christ and the different things that he did and the, the, the things that he taught and how that goes back and forth between 
um, them, uh, him and, and the superheroes. And even beyond that, um, not just from like a, a teaching uh, from the pulpit kind of understanding, but also just in interpersonal conversations with, with our students and their parents. And, and when a parent comes and they're like, my kid loves these superheroes, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, use the characteristics of the superhero to point her to Jesus. Here's a book. <laughs> That's right. Hollywood heroes, how your favorite movies reveal God. And by the way, at the end of each chapter, we have five discussion questions that a youth pastor can use with his uh, group or a parent can use with, you know, with their kids. So uh, that might be a good way of doing it. In fact, I could just see movie nights, you know, let's, let's have a movie night. Let's get the popcorn going. We'll read the chapter first, then we'll watch the movie. Then we're going to talk about it. That's a great idea. Yeah. As I'm sitting here listening to this conversation and and again, I, uh, we got advanced copy of the book, but I wasn't able to read it all the way to its entirety. I don't know Uh, if you know this, but you can't be saved unless you read the entire book. So, it's on my list of things to read now. That's right. Um, that's but, right. It's it's very scary if you don't finish. It. <laughs> scary. Well, I'm I'm excited for for the fact that uh, uh, just the ideas of con- making gospel connections uh, to something that's very popular in culture. It's a very good connecting point with students. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, I'm having I'm having conversations with a student who who's a an atheist. Mm-hmm. claims to be an atheist, uh, but um, he's not an atheist. I would say, when, when I th- th- think of atheists, usually I think of one, two, two things come to mind. Either one that is very angry and hates everything about God, or one mm-hmm. who has come to it intellectually. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the intellectual part is very few uh, that mm-hmm. I've read across. Um, the student's angry, dealing with anger and coming to it, hates Christianity, has a hard time dealing with it. Like there uh, is so, no God and I hate him. That's right. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, Mm -hmm. so just, uh, just using something like this is a very good connection points with dealing with those type of students, Mm -hmm. how, how culture in itself is taking things and concepts that it's in scripture and utilizing it for movies. And why is that? Why would you do that? Why would you do the opposite? If you don't think this is real, why don't you do the opposite instead of taking these principles that you see in scripture and reproducing Mm -hmm. them and movies. So it's a great yeah. starting point for conversations and gospel conversations with students. Yeah, they can't, well, they, they can't help doing it, Ryan, because it's just the nature of reality. The nature of reality is that we live in a fallen world and we all want to be taken from it. Mm-hmm. And that's what these superheroes do. And of course, that's what Jesus does as well. Yeah. Um, and so. even those that reject it, um, I heard a, a, a pretty nationally well-known author and speaker once say that they have to sit in God's lap to slap him in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you have to do. You have to sit in God's <laughs> lap. Actually, that was, I think that originally came from, may have been uh, Doug Wilson when he was debating Christopher Hitchens. You got to sit oh, in Doug God's Wilson lap beat you to that? I think he did. I think I okay. may have heard it from him. Okay. Um, yeah. I, if, I, if I had an original thought, uh, then I'd be really smart, but I have very few original thoughts, you know. If I ever have... Is, uh, no, I was going to say the problem is if you try and attribute everything you've heard to someone else, you'd never get through any talk. And I heard this from, and I heard this from, right? Yeah, the, there's a quote I've yeah. been using for a while that I've been giving credit to John MacArthur, and I realized he had gotten it from Jonathan Edwards, which means he probably got it from somebody else. So yeah, right, right. Um, right. It's one of those things. If I ever have an original thought, I just credit Solomon. 
At Solomon, yeah, Solomon was it. <laughs> well, you were predestined to have that thought if you got it from MacArthur, you know. Right? Whether I freely chose to say it out loud or not. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, um, it's been awesome uh, reconnecting with you. Uh, I think it's been since I, Zach and I were in youth group together um, since we probably last saw each other. So um, it's been pretty cool catching up. But if someone wants to contact you and and not just not just about Hollywood heroes, but also about I don't have enough faith to be an atheist or yep. Or the um, or the curriculum that you've developed around that book, the mm-hmm. the um, the the homeschool stuff or right. the the teaching things, but also like the Bible study material and the DVD series. What would be the best way for people to get connected with you? Yeah, go to crossexamined.org. That's crossexamined with a D on the end of it. org, and uh, they'll see everything up there. They can click on store for all the stuff regarding the curriculum. They could uh, click on online courses for the online courses we're teaching. We're now teaching for kids online courses for homeschool, that kind of thing. Uh, They can also go to our YouTube channel. There's thousands of videos up there. Many of them are short Q&A videos from the college campus because we do a lot of college campus presentations. And then we take the Q&A from there and put them into short little uh, question and answer formats. So they can see all that up there. Also, for this book, Hollywood Heroes, just go to HollywoodHeroesBook.com hollywoodheroesbook.com. When is this going to uh, be posted, David? This Probably in the next three weeks sometime. Oh, okay. So I the book say. will be out by then. The book comes out May 3rd. Okay. okay. But the, yeah. the hollywoodheroesbook.com has a lot more on it. They can see uh, what the book's about. There's a little little book trailer, a little video there. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Gotcha. Up there. Awesome. Well, hey, it was good catching up with you, Frank. It was good seeing you again. Um, it was good reconnecting with Zach yesterday. And I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you writing the book. Absolutely. Well, well, thanks for thanks for leading such a great interview, gentlemen. This is this is really good. Next time, you guys got to bring your own sound effects because I've got my own. All right. Now that you're making us look bad, make us look bad, Frank. Make us look bad. Bring well, it to a whole nother level. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm 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 so sorry about that. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Well, Frank, again, thank you for coming out of the podcast and thank you for everything you're doing. And we appreciate your time today. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, David. Well, man, that was an awesome conversation uh, with, with Frank. Um, I really enjoyed just, just hashing this idea and concept of connecting dots between uh, heroes as heroism. I, I did in our culture right now between comics, MCU, all this stuff connected to Christ. Uh, it was it was eye opening for me um, of how all this relates and connects, and how I can use this as a student pastor, as a youth pastor, uh, with connecting with my students. Um, also, I'm gonna have to say that it, it was it was for me being a Harry Potter fan. Okay, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It was You're a nerd, real, Ryan. Yeah, I am a nerd. <laughs> it, it was awesome and cool to see the connected dots between what uh, J.K. Rowland uh, or Rowland, depending on how you pronounce it, um, is connected dots between her whole idea and this concept storyline was connecting to Jesus Christ, a death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, that that to me was awesome to hear. I was like, I have never thought about that, but you know what? That makes sense <laughs> when you when you look at the, the storyline, what's going on. Um, anyway, that was cool for me just to, to hash it out and listen to that. And um, very good for me personally to be able to make connected dots and help teens to, uh, to 
kind of understand that, hey, man, there's their gospel is, is all throughout our hero culture because mm-hmm. uh, you can't get away from it. Yeah, and it's it's great to learn how to turn literally anything back to Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I, for me, this was also kind of cool because um, uh, Frank wrote this book with his oldest son, Zach. And Zach and I were in youth group together in high school, and Frank was at my church. And uh, he um, he's also written another book called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, which I highly recommend. And we were his guinea pigs for that material <laughs> when we were in high school. So it was really cool to reconnect with them. And, um, and just kind of, uh, you know, catch up with Zach. I caught up with him the other day. And um, it, it's exciting for me that they're taking something that's extremely culturally relevant right now and artfully pointing people back to Jesus, which is something that I think we should learn to do in general as Christians. So hopefully uh, this was, uh, a, uh, I know it's probably like a little bit more fun uh, than we normally are because I think sometimes we tend to hit some hard topics. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you guys were encouraged by uh, today's podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, please take some time to go to uh, whatever platform you listen to that allows uh, reviews and leave a comment or a star review. Um, and uh, that just allows us to keep our content near the top of the search results so that we can provide uh, solid youth ministry content for the youth workers that are out there looking for it. Um, if you'd like to hear something covered uh, on the podcast that we haven't hit, or maybe we need to go back and hit again because uh, culture changes every 30 seconds, uh, <laughs> we'd love to connect with you. Uh, we have a Facebook group uh, and we have a Facebook page. We're also on Instagram and um, we're also part of the RFP network along with uh, eight, I think there's eight other podcasts right now. So if you go to rfpnetwork.org, you'll see our beautiful little logo in there. And um, we'd love to connect with you guys. Well, guys, stay tuned for our next episode.